Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm co-host Nick Preciado and editor at San Jose Spotlight. San Jose is in the middle of preparing its budget for the next fiscal year, and there's an ongoing fight over how much money to allocate between affordable housing development and homelessness services. With more than 6,000 homeless residents living in San Jose, Mayor Matt Mahan has argued that solutions such as temporary transitional housing are needed immediately. But housing and social advocates worry putting more money into temporary housing now will create ongoing costs in the future, potentially diverting more money away from long-term affordable housing to short-term shelter. Joining me to talk more about this are Sandy Perry and Delma Hernandez. Sandy Perry is president of the Affordable Housing Network of Santa Clara County and a lifelong community activist and justice advocate. His group works to preserve and expand the affordable housing supply in the region. Delma Hernandez is organizing co-director for South Bay Community Land Trust and a current board member for Latinos United for a New America. The Land Trust works to combat displacement by purchasing property to expand affordable housing options for low and moderate income residents. Welcome to the show, you two. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much. Mayor Matt Mahan has argued that there's an immediate need for short-term homelessness services. Uh, There's also still affordable housing moving forward with commitments from the county and state. So, Sandy, this all deals with Measure E funding, which was this property transfer tax that was uh, passed by voters in 2020. What's wrong with allocating this funding for homelessness services compared to affordable housing development? Well, um, Mayor Mayhem um, is actually right to uh, explain that we're in a housing emergency here and that we have an emergency situation that needs to be dealt with right now. In fact, the Affordable Housing Network has been arguing that point ever since. I remember, I think, believe in 1993, we called on the city council to declare a state of emergency around the lack of housing and the rise of homelessness. So uh, we've been fighting for this for years. What's wrong with the Mahan plan is that it's uh, seeking to divert uh, housing uh, funds for emergency housing and take it away from permanent affordable housing. And our problem with Mahan's plan is that he just doesn't understand the homelessness issue and he's proceeding from a bunch of bad assumptions. Homelessness and, and the, the record of the last 30 or 40 years in the United States, it's a national problem and it's caused by a shortage of affordable housing, uh, housing that people can afford. That is the cause of homelessness. And this has been going on nationally ever since uh, at least the 1980s, maybe the late 1970s. And younger people may not understand this, but back in the 1970s and 60s, when I was growing up, uh, we did not have widespread homelessness in the United States. It just wasn't here because there was an adequate supply of housing that people could afford. Uh, So Mahan's plan uh, doesn't understand that. And as a result, he, he, he's diverting funds from, uh, from permanent affordable housing to solve the short-term crisis. And the result will only dig us deeper into the problem. San Jose uh, had a shortfall of 15,000 units uh, between uh, during the last housing element period from 20, 2014 to 2022. We fell 15,000 units short of producing affordable our affordable housing to meet our people's needs. And Mahan never even mentions that 
He doesn't, he acts like that didn't happen, like we don't have a, a, an affordable housing shortage. So we firmly believe that any reduction whatsoever in affordable housing in San Jose, in San Jose's funds for affordable housing is absolutely unacceptable. Um, we do uh, agree with the need for interim housing as long as it's uh, the money is not taken away from uh, affordable, permanent affordable housing. Um, the other problem with Mahan is that he he's addressing basically what he's doing is addressing the symptoms rather than the cause. He doesn't mention the huge problem that San Jose has with displacement. Uh, a lot of people when they get priced out of their homes, what ends up happening is that they move to uh, Modesto or Merced, and then they have these super commutes. Uh, their lives get totally uh, broken up. Their families, a lot of times people are divided. And this particularly impacts uh, the Latino community and uh, African-American community in San Jose. And it's, it's an unacceptable situation and Mayhan's plan does nothing to to address that. In fact, by cutting affordable housing funds, it's going to make that worse. Thank you for that, Sandy. And just for listeners, I should clarify that I did try to get somebody from Mahan's office on the show. I didn't get a response back on that. I was hoping to get the housing policy director or somebody working with his housing policy to help talk about some of this stuff. Now, Delma, I understand that your organization, the South Bay Community Land Trust, uh, has hit a roadblock in terms of moving forward with a project. Uh, it seems like the trust was in discussions with tenants and the owner of an 18-unit apartment complex in East San Jose uh, that was to purchase and rehab the property to make it permanent affordable housing, but that now seems to be on hold. How does that relate to what's happening with this Measure E budget proposal? Yeah, of course. Thank you for the question. So we have been working with uh, Virginia Avenue Apartments. It is an 18-unit, three-building complex in San Jose. Um, it is in the Mayfair community. Um, families there have been living for over 20 years. And when our partners at Somos Mayfair um, in 2021 let us know that this complex was being sold, we communicated with the tenants and um, we shared with the tenants about what is a community land trust model. They unanimously voted in, in us being able to, they wanted us to, to pursue and purchasing the property. Um, but for this, for this purchase, our um, minds have been that since we have these local measure funds to be able to, um, to be able to protect uh, buildings such as Virginia apartments, um, we thought that we'd be able to use those funds to, to make an offer. However, it's been taking such a long time for the council members to, um, to be able to release those funds. Um, and just recently with this, May, with Matt Mayor, uh, uh, Mayor Mayhan's proposal of changing, uh, diverting those funds, um, now we are, uh, now the, the property owner is uh, impatient, in, in right? And she wants to, um, now, now she's considering um, putting the property back on the, on market, on the market, which means that, um, which means that our our um, the Virginia tenants might uh, might be possibly um, uh, facing displacement if the property were to be uh, purchased by a whole different um, uh, by a whole different um, it, it might be purchased by it, it would be like back on the open market so um, that's a huge um, a huge issue because we definitely don't want anyone to be uh, displaced and. Um, yeah, and, and we we are currently our, our the project is on hold right now because of these uh, of this proposal. 
Mm, thank you for explaining that. Now, I know that uh, Mahan is proposing something a little differently now. So uh, amid this allocation fight, uh, Council Members David Cohen and Sergio Jimenez, they're proposing an alternative plan that would preserve Measure E funds for affordable housing development. Uh, Mayor Mahan is even pivoting his plan somewhat to preserve more dollars for affordable housing. It's not quite sure how that's going to shake out yet. Uh, so, Sandy, I know that you've shared your opposition to taking away funds for affordable housing before. How do these new proposals from Cohen and Jimenez, as well as Mahan, how, how does this change things for you in the affordable housing network? Well, uh, I think uh, a lot of people have stated that the devil is in the details, and it depends. Uh, in general, I would say we're opposed to compromising on this issue and that we should stick with the previous allocation, which was 75% for permanent housing and 25% for interim housing. Uh, we thought that was reasonable. That was what was adopted by city council in 2022, and uh, that's what should be retained. Uh, certainly, some of these uh, compromise proposals are better than Mahan's original proposal, which was zero uh, funds for new permanent affordable housing and for preservation like the project Delma's talking about. Certainly, this is, these are better, but we believe there should be no reduction in, in funds for, um, uh, for uh, for for permanent affordable housing. And the point is, I mean, this is the richest area in the entire world, uh, certainly in the United States. And the very idea that we can't afford to house our people is is just, uh, it, it's unbelievable. And uh, so we don't we don't buy that idea at all. So we're, that's why we're so strongly opposed to any kind of reduction in the funding for permanent affordable housing. What about you, Delma? Do these proposals change anything for your organization? And, and maybe you could explain how is the average resident impacted by where this money goes? Yes, definitely. So the measure funds um, for us, it definitely does impact. Um, we have been, South Bay CLT has been working um, really hard to just get ready to be able to access the measure funds, like I mentioned, both for this project, um, Virginia Avenue, but also we have um, our very first property that we acquired uh, in downtown San Jose, a fourplex. Um, we were planning to use the measure funds to be able to um, pay back the the loan that we received. Um, so, with with these um, with even with the, with these new proposals, um, we we don't know how much would be really allocated to um, um, to preservation and and um, to acquisition and rehabilitation. So we want to. So that would that would really uh, impact um, these projects, and it would impact the livelihood of these communities as well. Um, and and it would um, these folks would be be could be facing displacement, and and um, just want to emphasize how displacement destroys um, communities and it reduces diversity and uh, tears families apart um, and erases our culture. So. Um, these measure funds are extremely important for uh, our projects and our, our community. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, Josh Bruce here, co-founder of San Jose Spotlight. We're hosting Silicon Valley's first ever political festival, Politibeat, on Saturday, June 10th at the Hammer Theater in downtown San Jose. We'll have eight in-depth discussions and all, including an on-stage interview with legendary journalist Soledad O'Brien. Don't miss out. Buy your tickets today at SanJoseSpotlight.com. Hope to see you there. 
As you walk around the neighborhood, you may have noticed that yards have evolved with less grass and more native plants. How is your yard looking? Are you ready to replace your water-thirsty lawn and create a modern and beautiful water-efficient landscape? If you live in Santa Clara County, Valley Waters rebates can help you pay to upgrade. Visit watersavings.org today to evolve your yard. Mahan has said that this is a one-time change, but some critics say that we'll feel the impact of this for years if spending for affordable housing development is cut. I'd like to hear from both of you on that. Sandy first, what do you think about that? Uh, I disagree with that. I, be- I mean, he's making that claim, but it seems it's just not a credible claim. Uh, first of all, even with the, his funding for interim housing, um, the projections are that he will create a thousand new interim units uh, by the end of the year, which uh, is very questionable whether that's even possible. Um, but even if it is possible, we have 5,000 people out on the streets in San Jose. So if you create a thousand uh, new units of interim housing, you're still going to have 4,000 people out in the streets. You're not going to end the era of encampments as he as he claims. And so uh, there's no way he's not going to come back next year with the same proposal and the year after that with the same proposal. And he's going to keep, if if he's being consistent, he's going to keep going down this road and there will be no new need, for, no need for affordable housing. And the problem with interim housing, the reason it doesn't work is that once you're done with the interim period in, in that interim housing, there's no place for you to move to because of the shortage of permanent housing. Uh, so that's that's what the problem is. And that's the problem with that model. And people will go into interim housing and then go back to an encampment. That does not, that doesn't represent progress in solving the problem. Delma, do you have anything to add to that? No, I, I definitely agree. I, I believe that these proposed uh, funding shift undermines the um, commitment to expanding affordable housing and ignores the role of affordable and permanent supportive housing and, and providing real homes for people who are moving out of interim housing. Um, and I even think about like our families who have um, maybe survivors of domestic violence who, um, yes, the interim housing housing um, for for any survivors who are fleeing domestic violence, it's like definitely um, something that's super important and, and needed. But once they're ready to move out, um, it's so also um, crucial that we have permanent uh, affordable housing available for folks who are ready to move out into to those homes. So it really seems like this comes down to spending more money either on long-term solutions or short-term solutions. They both seem to be trying to solve the housing and homelessness crises or crisis, depending on whether you want to get into the specifics of how interlinked those two are. I'd like to hear from both of you with, with this final question. How do you see the city striking that balance between providing short-term solutions and long-term solutions? Uh, Sandy, I'd like to hear from you first. Well, as I said earlier, uh, we believe that the 75-25 split, which was approved by the city council, including Mayor, uh, at that time, council member Mahan, they approved that split. We think that's a, an appropriate split. If you start taking any more money away from permanent housing, because it, it's going to create problems. We do recognize the need for interim uh, places. We do recognize that, uh, but not at the expense of the permanent housing. 
I, I definitely agree with what Sandy mentioned. I um I think it should stay as is and, and um I think it definitely um these proposals do violate the voters' trust. So I, I, I believe that the um how it is right now, how the measure E is balanced off right now, the existing fund set that have um um really play out to to the importance of having both interim and uh, permanent housing. I've been speaking with Sandy Perry, president of the Affordable Housing Network of Santa Clara County, and Delma Hernandez, organizing co-director for South Bay Community Land Trust. Sandy and Delma, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.